Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Four under, 68. He's four off the lead at the Players' Championship. Ramey leads eight under. Morikawa, Penrith, Sue, Scheffler. Homer is Homer is even par after 17. Maxi Homer. Our attention turns to footy very, very shortly. Of course, the season starts next Thursday night. One man will be across it all. And today's Friday, is it? Today's Friday. It's Friday, isn't it? Don't tell me it's Thursday. It's Friday. We've had a long weekend, but is it guaranteed today is Friday? I wasn't sure this bloke worked on a Friday. Gary Lyon. What is going on? Gary, good morning. Well, preparation, preparation. That's why I have to cut the extra time off just to make sure I have enough hours in the day. Mate, you are feet up on the couch watching the golf, no doubt. That is 100% correct. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Gary, thank you for joining us. We're very privileged to have you on, and we we, we listen to you on the drive-in Tuesday to to Thursday. Good contract, that. Hey, Gary, um, (laughs) you're excited about the season, more so excited. Let's just put the Melbourne hat on briefly, that Melbourne are certainly in the window, and and getting Brodie Grundy is just an incredible recruiting work by the team uh, for the season ahead. I'm excited about the footy, um, 100%, because there's there seems to be so many life chances. Melbourne being one of them, and yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm excited about Brody Grundy. I'm as excited about Lockie Hunter um, that comes into this side. Um, this is a side that have had issues with connection, particularly going forward. You know, if you've listened to me bang on about it you know, on the radio and Fox over the journey there. They just had so much of the footy going inside 50, they just used to make a meal of it. And um, you, you recruit for need. And Lockie Hunter presented himself for whatever reason. And you know, in the short space of time, we've seen that he's going to help address that issue. So yeah, I think the Demons are in pretty good shape. And you can tell, guys, too, uh, when players are not playing for their lives or playing, they're trying to get respect back, uh, they try in the preseason. Now, a lot of players don't. Try that hard, but Loyana has looked okay, hasn't he? Oh yeah, he's looked magnificent. But again, we we temper it with the practice match thing. But you're right. I mean, when you go to a new club, um, in Scotland, let's uh, be honest, you affected this. Um, I know a little you, bit about it. <laughs> if you're trying to win the respect of your teammates first and foremost, then everything I hear, you know, hasn't put a foot wrong. Trained really hard, worked really hard, um, immersed himself in the joint and. When you go to a strong club, you know, a strong list where, you know, you need them more than they need you, um, it probably does put that pressure on you. And there's a whole heap of players that are going to be unlucky when that round one team comes out because, you know, depth-wise right now they're in really good shape. So, um, no, it's, it's it's good. But they're one of, as I said, you know, one of a whole handful of gr- uh, clubs that are genuinely thinking they're a chance this year. Uh, I reckon before every season, there's all, there's generally one that most people agree on that, his premiership favourite. I reckon this season's probably the hardest one to find a standout, Gaz. I agree with that. Um, I, don't, I never go and tip a 
reigning premier to go back to back. Um, if they do, then good luck to them because mm. that means they're one of the great modern day sides. The Cats could do it, of course, but I just think it's really hard to come back up again. So, um, you know, can Collingwood maintain the rage? Um, yeah, can Melbourne get themselves sorted again? Brisbane, is it their time? The Swans, young list, they're only going to get better. You know, they're all golden thing that we saw in a practice match. Is that indicative of the improvement to come from within? No, no. And Richmond think that they're a chance. Carlton reckon they're going to be there knocking on the door. The Dockers, you know, they think they're up and about. So I don't, I'm wrong with you, Scotty. I, don't, I can't remember, like, a year when there's so many. You can make a case for so many. So there's a double edge to this question. And and you talked about Fremantle, you know, make a case for Fremantle, and we make a case that they'll make the eight. But Tim Wispy-Watson, I don't know whether he had prepared properly his top eight or whether he was just shooting from the uh, from the hip. Could you believe that he didn't tip Fremantle to make the eight? They are Monty's to make the eight. One of the great footy analysts is the Wisp. I don't think he put a hell of a lot of work into his top eight. And St Kilda in there too. St Kilda. I think I might have just dropped that on him uh, in an ad break. So I'm not going to hold him to it. Okay. But um, I think he realised when he said St Kilda going in that he had to put one out and uh, he went to throw. But they've got a bit of work to do. So they're not a lay down. They've got, they've got work to do. I mean, and hopefully naturally. Well, Gary's... Uh, They've got to be able to fix their scoring half or the fourth yeah. half up, I reckon. That's right. And they're very much a control footy club. When, they, when they're in control, when they've got the ball in their hand, um, you know, when, they, when they're marking the footy, they, they have great success. But when they lose control, um, they've got work to do. Hey, Gaz, I heard you talk to Jeremy Cameron, I'm pretty sure, on your show during the week. And what a wonderful story. And, and, and Jeremy Cameron, uh, I saw the arrival of a, a, a trailer load of oh, sheep. He's entertaining. Goats. He's very, very good. Um, Gary, he talks about, you know, Reece Stanley, Tom Hawkins, a couple of other boys, uh, Johnny Segler's all got properties and stuff. Do you think that's a genuine thing? I mean, I know you live out, you've got a property out in the middle of uh, the sticks as well, and so is Wispy and a few others. Is that, a, is, that, is that significant in regards to probably what a football club is is doing. I mean, even someone like a Paddy Dangerfield doesn't live in the heart of Melbourne, but that seems to be a blend of of great balance in life away from footy, that they're not so entrenched in busy traffic and and, and footy smarts all the time. It seems to have rubbed off on Geelong. No, but I don't think that's a, um, a myth. I think that's a fact. Um, we had talked to Chris Scott on the couch on Monday night, and we'll ask him about this, but... I've spoken to a lot of the Geelong boys, um, and you know my partner Oscar Brownless was there for a few years, and Chris Scott's quick meeting and, and out. He doesn't. And whilst we live in a professionalism, um, he encourages boys to you know when they're when they're downtimes down, they don't want anywhere near the footy club. Now that might just coincide with the fact that he you know has that, got a list of players that are. Yeah, you know, can coach themselves at this stage of their careers, and maybe you know if you're a younger group, it can be a bit different. But there's no question that they, you know, they they have got the balance absolutely right, and it works for them. And um, you know, as opposed to other clubs, perhaps in a, in a quest to try and get better, just keep pounding their players and have them at the club, and you wonder about you know freshness and all those sorts of things. For our listeners, a lot of them uh, were up early, Gaz, and listening to you and yes, uh, and Tim. Do, not, uh, not this morning. Not this morning. No, they they sleep in on a Friday. No, they wait for us to come on on a Friday. But I'm um, kingy and corn. But um, mate, where have you got West Coast and Frio? Where have you see? Where do you see their seasons going? Where have you got them sitting? Yeah, we, we've been 
We've been, I'm not, I wouldn't say hoodwinked, but we've been so light on the West Coast of the Eagles and what they were able to bow their output last year. They won two games. I had to keep, I had to keep going back over and over <laughs> and looking at that record. I, and, and trust me, I was at a club. We were in, the, in our worst year. We won two games. The ramifications for us at that time was merger, fold. Um, you know, <laughs> the world, the sky was falling. In. That, that's what happens when you lose. When you only win two games for the year. Now I don't know. I haven't heard any of that. Maybe because they're such a powerful club and they got that much money that there's never any question about that. But heat and pressure on West Coast Eagles. A two-win season. That's just extraordinary. And, you know, they, 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 I'm looking at my stuff, you know, this is the weekend where you go deeper into your... From a champion data point of view, one player improved himself last year on that Eagles list. One. His name's Tom Barras. Yeah, on, on, their, on their ratings, everyone else went backwards. Well, he had to improve, That's though, because the ball was always in his area, guys. That is true. That is true, <laughs> too. But, um yeah, so I don't know. I always, I, mean, I never profess to understand totally what's going on for non-Victorian clubs. You can't go watch them train. You don't have the same sort of intel and relationships that we do with some of the Melbourne-based clubs. But you boys would need to tell me that there need, there need to be some sharp improvement. I know they're going through a period, but a two-win season puts them down with the worst teams in recent time. And that's just not the West Coast way. I'm not the West Coast Eagles team that I've known since I've been in the competition. Yeah, Mentality's always been my biggest issue with West Coast. The, the way they lose, and I reckon there's been a, a shift in the mentality and the mindset at West Coast. I expect them to be a lot better this year. Good. I'm glad. They need to be. Hey, will, has Ross Lyon, will Ross Lyon dodge a bullet with the hardcore media in Melbourne about this uh, Forks pate that he got away with, uh, you know, in the coach's box and got in the wrong hands and in the blame game and he's come forward and Jack Steele said, oh, he's gone up in my estimation because he came forward and told us what he said about us and all blue, blah, blah. In fact, he may have even played the video or the audio uh, to the playing group. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, well, is Ross Lyon starting from behind the eight ball now? I mean, it's pretty damning What if it's true what you know, he may have said about some of his own team. I doubt whether it'd be any different than what, he's, what most coaches would be guilty of saying in a coach's yep. box. I've been, I've been in plenty um, over my time, you know, injuries, and you go back and, jeez, um, and I'll be dare so the same things would have been said about me at times when, you know, when I wasn't doing what I was told. They're no place for the faint-hearted. They're a closed box. He's a closed shop, and um, there would be every coach that's ever coached would shudder at the thought of, you know, a, a, um, a tape of what they had to say in that coach's box getting into the public domain. So non-event for me, sausage. It's a non-event. Um, if he's addressed it with the players and they're happy with it, then I don't think it's a big deal at all. Uh, I said that I said that yesterday. Yeah, too. What's said in the box, most of the coaches don't even remember what they say in the box anyway. I mean, I, I sat in the box next to Sheed once and Sheed's and got, and got abused for something that happened in the game. He had a crack at me for it. And I was sitting next to him in the box. So. <laughs> Uh, that was that was our relationship. Hey, Gaz, I'm a bit concerned about about Tim, who's one of the nicest human beings you'll you'll ever meet. Uh, he's always cool, calm, and collector. You've you've ruffled him a few times this week. Is he getting angrier? Uh, he's 61. Uh, <laughs> if you don't understand that, he's, uh, he's and I need to be cognizant of that. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's, um, I love him. He's, uh, he's one of my all-time favourite people. I feel privileged to go to work with him, but he, he has, has his moments. He has his senior moments. <laughs> he's getting grumpy. He's getting grumpy in his senior years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've ever seen him. I know I have. I've seen him 
seriously grumpy once. Um, that was a long, long time ago. I, 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 I beg, your, beg your pardon twice. He's, he's an unruffled, laid-back cat. Yeah. Very, very, very casual, cool man, and um, I love working with him. Yeah, he's great listening. He's great listening. He's dry. with him. He's one of the dry, funny people. Uh, I reckon he's one. He's, he's, a lot of what he says goes over a lot of people's heads. Uh, does Tim Watson? Hey, do you, is he a part owner of Anavisto who goes around in a, a Group One on the weekend at Rosie? So we'd like to I'm get to the I'm not sure bottom. if you're aware that Anavisto is running at, at Rosie on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. A bit of race horse at Rosie. That's right. <laughs> I've never spoken more about horse racing in our, in our life. He's an official. Non-financial, non-commissioned <laughs> owner of Anavista. Got nothing to do with the horse. It sounded, yeah, like, he's, it sounded like he was ninety percent. Yeah, it sounds like he's riding it. <laughs> so much so that Mick, Mick Price included him in, in the trainers report uh, that he sent out to the owners. <laughs> But it's uh, racing in the Group 1 Coolmore, yes. and uh, they're very, very confident on Saturday. Uh, $5.50 last time I looked. Correct. And um, they think it's a very, very good chance. Oh, nice work okay, by you. To him. Uh, and just the last one, Corn. Corn's uh, riding for the um, the age. I'm led to believe it's been announced. He's got a column in the age, uh, Kane Corn. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. He needs to do more work. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he's not upsetting enough people in Adelaide and Western Australia with his columns here or Melbourne. So he's just going to try and get the whole gamut of people that he can <laughs> really tick off. We don't hear enough from him. We don't uh, see him or hear enough. So I'm, I'm pleased that he's got a bit more exposure, old corn. Ah, very good. <laughs> hey, Gary. It all starts next Thursday, mate. Uh, as much yeah, as you who's do- winning it? You two quickly before you go. Brisbane. Yeah, we got Brisbane up there, but I just I'm not fully convinced about finals footy. But I think their inclusions uh, in, in the, on their list really help them. So I'm, I'm going to go out there with Brisbane, yeah, but Brisbane. with no confidence, as I said earlier, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough, I like it. I'll write it down so that I can bring it back up. <laughs> <laughs> One of hey, those blokes. Hey, appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you on the Fox, mate, and um, and we look forward to chatting throughout the year. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it on a Friday because we know you don't yeah, work. Enjoy your day off. Cheers, mate. Good on you, mate. There he is, uh, Gary Lyon, joining us. Uh, you know what we talked Should about? Guess. Yeah, fairly relaxed there. We did, and he didn't want to go down the Ross Lyon path with his, his brother. Oh, he didn't want to talk about his brother too much, and I understand tried. that. I tried to get him to fire up. <laughs> but I will, we, we came across some audio. The boys are going to get it up for us uh, very, very shortly, is that um, Ron Barassi... At quarter time, yeah. speaking to Daryl Sutton, who played one of the famous Swan Districts for yeah. many years. That's... Ross Glending is in the background, and Ross Glending's going, "What are you saying?" <laughs> Ross is like, "Please don't look at me. Please He's don't had look a at go me." At every single teammate. Here it is. Here's have a listen this to this. Old for school. An, have a listen to this for an outburst. You've got the bloody football game beaten. You've come down here, not concentrated. The out towards the Carlton small man. You stay back with your man. You could have got to the Carlton small man, but I know I'm going to protect myself. I don't mind a break on bad, Daryl, but to me, it's probably the cost you're bloody not switched on properly. Now you get over and try and mind the bloody forward pocket, okay? Stephen, you go to centre half back and you go to full back. You weren't anywhere near that bloke. They're playing four yards from him. And he's a good lead, and it comes out from the bloody back line very well. Keith, you've done a typical bloody thing. The ball's gone over. Oh, I couldn't come back and hear me. You could have run and intercepted that first goal, or second goal, what it was, and you've probably don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? 
That's bloody right. Now, if you both think I'm stirred up, you're bloody right. You're bloody right. If you are bloody fierce in your desire to do it right, you do it. Now, let's not have a bloody forward line do well, and that bloody back line play. This is too big a match, and too much money at stake for your bloody be like that. Yeah, love it. That was me. That was audio of me coaching the Kensington Flemington under 11s. Uh, I was pretty forthright with it. Imagine doing that to a group now. There'd be four blokes in tears. And they'd be walking off. Oh, and be playing with 14. Calling their lawyers <laughs> and going straight to the the uh, the coterie rooms where the committee sit and demanding someone remove the coach. McCafe, iced coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie. i tell you what we'll also find before the show's out. Rodney Ede in the coach's box oh. yelling at Will Minson. Oh, I don't know. Rocket hates it. And Leon Cameron trying to get him. Rocket, rocket. Rocket. We can't concentrate. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, see, and that's exactly the stuff that happens in a coach's box. Coaches, like I said yesterday, they're the most competitive beasts in the world. And they say and carry on a, a lot of times where they walk out of the box and go, what did I say? I didn't say that. And they say, yeah, you did. No. And they just get carried away. It's okay. We are going to draw next the last yep. sh- micro share of possibility. Sitting at me, staring at me. Your name saying, "Call, pick me." You're going to pick it out today. It's up, you can upset the twenty that miss out. Adam Gilchrist will join us happy. in the back half hour as well, talking all things cricket. We draw it now. Let's get to a break. And You're come killing back. me. We'll draw it next. This is Scotty and Goss for breakfast.